Hello, everybody. This is going to be a very special episode of the Fuji Love podcast in that we are talking about the brand new Fujifilm X-Series GFX and lenses. Uh, it was a great event on the 27th. And joining me this week to talk about the brand new gear is Allison Conklin. She is a returning guest onto the show. She is an amazing wedding photographer and uh, animal photographer with, with, with your uh, recent photos of your, your dogs in various costumes. How's it going, Allison? It's great. Thanks. It's really nice to be back. It's great having you back. Uh, I was happy to geek out with you uh, on uh, our last episode where we talked about wedding photography. And uh, I mean, I just loved your work with the GFX series. And uh, now we get to geek out over the gear again. <laughs> I know. So fun. <laughs> and joining us for the first time is Derek Fazbender. Uh, did I say that again right? Yeah, Fazbender. Fazbender. There we go. Uh, Derek is a Fujifilm X creator, and he was able to uh, play with the new gear as well. And Derek, you're a street photographer? Yes, street photographer, and it is wonderful to join you, and especially alongside Allison. That's, that's, it just makes the deal even sweeter. <laughs> it is awesome to have you on the show, man. Your work is incredible, and uh, I want to thank Allison for introducing us because uh, you, you are highly recommended, uh, and you're, you're super talented, and we're going to have you on the show very soon to uh, talk about you and your work. So I, I hold that origin story uh, close. <laughs> we're we'll get into it sometime later in the month. But awesome. um, thank you. So yeah, Fujifilm had a really great set of announcements, and we had ju just a kind of overview the Fujifilm XE4, uh, the camera that both lived, died, and lived again in the rumor section, uh, which goes to show, man, rumors. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have the GFX 100S, which is just a beast of a camera uh, that, that that is in a nice, compact, very cheap, affordable uh price bundle and you know cheap being relative in the medium format world um and we have a series of lenses that were announced as well and i mean the world just looked at this and said uh you know this is great but we're going to wait for the xh2 uh no i'm kidding on the last part <laughs> um i just find that uh, with all the new announcements uh, everybody always decides to wait for the next line and missing out on all the cool stuff that's out right now. Um, anyway, I, I'll probably cut out that joke. Uh, <laughs> um, where do we want to begin? Um, do we want to start with the XE4, the GFX? What do you think, Allison? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I always say we start with the GFX. Awesome. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. Yeah. GFX 100. Yes. What is your overall overall impression? We have the uh, 
100 megapixel camera. It is uh, the size of a full frame camera system. It is uh, capable of like, what what, what do we have? The pixel shifting sensor. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have image stabilization. We have, I mean, there's just so much in, in this camera that that is just in in such a small form again small being a relative term but um uh derek you got a chance to to use it what was your overall impression just uh just holding in you know your 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 first thoughts when you when you got it well obviously like you said the first thing you notice is the size and when i first got it i i had it out and i had my xt4 right there next to it and i'm like no this is not no there's no way it's not medium format i'm like it it literally it looked like a beefed up xt4 so obviously you're going to look at that as the first thing and you're going to say you know it's a lot more versatile for me being a street photographer it made me want to go out you know when i think medium format and street photography i think old like pentax and these big you know mamias and this was just something that I couldn't wait to take out in the streets and see if it handled well enough for street photography. I mean, medium format has obviously slowed down. So I was looking at the size, obviously, the ergonomics, and how well it performed on the go. I mean, I think the whole idea between uh, chopping a body down and making it more versatile is you want it to perform a little snappier. And, and you want these medium format cameras you want to get them out of the studio right you want to get them to where people are bringing them all over and opening up uh what you can do with it and it was up to the task i mean i was blown away by by the performance and that isn't derek the you know fujifilm x creator talking that's derek the street photographer talking so what lenses were you able to use uh with with the gfx uh 100s I had the 80. I don't know if uh, if, if Allison uh, tested out any any other lenses. I had the the new uh, GF 80 millimeter f 1.7, and let me tell you, that's all I needed. I mean, it was it was perfect. It really it was the perfect go between a portrait lens and a street lens. I mean, I'm I'm a lifelong 35 millimeter shooter or 35 millimeter equivalent um, on the crop sensor bodies. And it was a nice compromise between having a little bit more compression than like what you generally see at like 50 millimeter range and, but not fully going to portrait depth. Yeah. So it, was, it was nice. I mean, it was, it was versatile and I like versatility. Nice. And Allison, how were you able to use the, 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 the new lens? Uh, j- just kind of jumping to to that for a moment. Yeah, no, I mean, I had the lens and I used it for everything that I possibly could. So I not only got to shoot a winter wedding that was like really dark, obviously, because the days are so much shorter. I used it for food photography. I used it in a studio. I used it um, portrait wise. So I kind of like tested it along all the genres that I could. Um, I think it is never going to leave my camera. Ever. <laughs> um, there's something that's really great, obviously, about the focal length that I'm really obsessed with. Like, it still gives you that beautiful bokeh. Like, uh, I comparing it to the 110, um, you know, there's just 
there's something about that specific focal length that I really love because it's beautiful on portraits and also lets more of the story in, but also the size of the lens um, compared to like the 110. I feel like I am a, you know, came from Canon. So for me, the size of the lens felt a lot like the 85 1.2, like that same kind of equivalent size. Um, yeah. It's not that heavy. It didn't feel like I have all three of the GFXs. I don't have, I didn't get to try out the 100 S yet, but I feel like it's probably made specifically for those two together, but the, um, you know, it just felt really great. And I am obsessed with that lens as far as like how sharp it is, how quick it is to focus. And that was going to be my question for you, uh, because you're using it for weddings and, and something like that is speaking my language as far as, uh, kind of getting that mental uh, picture of how fast it can be. Uh, you were using it on uh, which which of the GFXs that you own? So I own the GFX 50S, the 50R, and the 100. So I yep. I tried it on all three. And oh, cool. yeah, because I had over a little over two months with it. Um, so I just like completely tested it out. And it was you know, obviously amazing on all of them. When I shot the wedding, I think it was attached to my 100 and it was awesome because it was a winter wedding. So like, obviously the sun was down. This was like middle of December and yeah, you it, have a low light, low light uh, early. Yeah. And I didn't, we shot there. The wedding was inside, like the ceremony was inside and then the reception was also inside. Um, and they didn't really have a whole lot of lighting. It was like this house that they bought that was, they ripped out an old squash court and like then made the ceremony there and reception there. And so the lighting was kind of funky and I didn't have to put on my pro photo A1X at all. I just kind of shot everything with ambient light and um, I didn't have to jack up the ISO either. So it was just like, okay, yeah, this is like the complete package for me as far as what I need as a wedding photographer. That's amazing. And there was, no lag to to the focusing no it was it was really fast um really sharp i think that's the best part it's so so sharp um and quick <laughs> awesome and so uh with your uh your experience in street photography derek um what kind of conditions were you shooting uh shooting in I wanted to run it through the paces day and night. I, I'm very big on when I test gear out, I want to take it into the settings that are not optimal for taking images because that's really where you get to run it through its paces, right? I mean, yeah. I, I can take it. There's plenty of people that I know are going to take it into a studio setting. They're going to have controlled lighting. They're going to have every aspect of the, the shoot controlled. So I take it upon myself to be the guy that takes it into the trenches and says, okay, if we got to go up to ISO 10,000 and I have zero light, I got a street lamp up here and I'm taking pictures of people moving and I have to try to, you know, and I'm not going for motion. I have to try to freeze that motion. I want to see what the lens can do. So it's exactly what I did with it. I mean, I, I shot, uh, I pretty much took it out day to night, early morning to the night and shot everything from architecture to people to portraits i shot a little bit um in studio with uh without lighting just just window light coming in um on on one day of filming with it and uh most of it was in the street 
at night, that's primarily when I shoot. And like Allison said, I mean, the performance, the autofocus, even at night, uh, and paired with the 100S, it was like a dream pairing. Like it made me as a street photographer who normally wouldn't look to medium format, it made me want to start shooting it just because of the image quality. And you heard it, heard it here first. I am not a pixel peeker, and I've never been a pixel peeker. I actually love grain. I love images that have just a, um, a very natural, uh, grainy, grainy look quality. to them. It's Yeah, it's like a film quality. It's beautiful to me. I found myself zooming in on everything because it was amazing how crisp and clear the images were in all conditions, but especially if you know with the right light, it's like, it was almost like looking at like a 3D image. It was amazing. Nice. And so you're typically what you just said, you typically work with the, uh, the X series cameras, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. How, how is the dial system on the GFX uh, in compared to how you normally do things? Because if I understand correctly, the the dials there's not as many dials it's very toned down as far as uh your options uh on top it's you you don't have the dedicated iso the dedicated shutter it's it's your aperture ring and then uh just one other dial well you have yeah you have the psam dial with the custom functions in there and it's it's funny because i used to shoot canon and I look at the dial and it was like going back to my Canon days as far as the dial's concerned. And I've always been an aperture priority shooter. Yep. Shooting in the streets, it's it's best for me. It's what works. And in 95% of situations, that's what I prefer. I'm dealing with a lot of changing light, you know, light that's changing very quick. So I'm an aperture priority and exposure compensation shooter for the most part. So the PSAM dial for me was perfect. I thought it was great. Um, Learning curve going from X to GFX, you know, it's all the same system. It's not really that much different. And I, with the custom functions within, you know, I got used to it within a half an hour. Just setting up my custom, my custom functions, like you said, for ISO was really um, the main thing that I set a custom function for just to make sure I can adjust my ISO on the fly. But other than that, aperture priority and I just let it rip. Nice. Um with so that that that's interesting bringing it back to the canon days uh, that that's uh very very familiar to me too um what would you say uh is the uh quality that you would like to see more improved upon uh what was there anything that just kind of flagged you as um this was okay uh uh, we're all talking about the great side to it, which rightfully so. It's a great camera. Um, what do you feel is, is something that you think you would have liked to see in this camera? I always think, especially since I got used to on the Fujifilm system function buttons, um, yeah. I I would want to see... And I know everything is heading in the direction of minimalist, but I like the function buttons. And throwing another function button or two on there, I, I, that's something I would like to see in the future is, you know, because it just makes it easier for me. I have big hands, 
I want to, you know, I like the tactile feel of a function button knowing that, you know, I don't have to take my eye away from the camera. I can kind of feel, you know, feel my way around, memorize where my function buttons are. Now, granted, it's not to say it has, it doesn't have a lot, but if I had to, you know, if I had to come up with something that would work better for me, it would be one or two more function buttons. For the customization. Uh, yeah, I mean. Your own I, workflow. Exactly. I mean, I there's generally three to four functions that I like to play around with a lot. Everything else kind of stays the same. And I'm not a, I'm not a, I know they have the, um, you know, the custom function settings on the PSAM dial. I don't really mess with my dials like that. I'm more of a button guy. So I, while they do have the ability to customize and, and change the dials, for me, that's not my style. I like having an, an actual button on the body. Yeah. With now that you've given this a try and, and now that you've uh, kind of experienced it with your own workflows uh, with street photography and, you know, various other uh, sample tryouts that you did, do you see yourself getting this camera? 100%. <laughs> I, I fell in love with it. I think it took me, it took me a half an hour. Now, mind you, I shot, I shot the, the, you know, the OG GFX 100 for about two weeks. And that was my first experience shooting the GFX. So I had this about 30 minutes, customized it the way I need to customize it. Took me, you know, like I said, 30 minutes to get my learning curve over from the X series. And within the next 30 minutes, I was like, I, I really hope that this is as cheap as everyone's saying because i need one <laughs> it's it it literally it's like i i did not want to go back and i i love my xt4 i love my x pro 3 um i did not want to go back to my i almost cried when i had to go back to my xt4 after <laughs> shooting with the 100s this this is the camera that i would probably get too um and, and Allison, uh, we'll, we'll get to your thoughts in, in a second. Um, but yeah, six thousand dollars. I remember when the GFX one hundred came out, and, and you know, just under ten grand, and how we were talking about that being like so dirt cheap. It's it's amazing that they can fit so many pixels into this kind of price tag. Like, what's the catch? And now we're going even lower. It, it is just mind-boggling what's happening to the to to this type of photography in that can you imagine what's going to happen in a few years when uh they update this camera like will it be competing against uh you know the the canons and sony's their full frame like it'll be on par with that kind of speed and um you know, the, the, this thing is can can do video without bursting into flames, from what I understand. <laughs> um, I don't know where why I would even mention the flames part, but uh, <laughs> um, like this massive sensor it can can do it without like going crazy hot. Uh, it, it's man, it's insane. Well, and it's funny because it's you look at full frame cameras, and the price of full frame cameras is going up, and medium formats coming mm -hmm. down. So it's at a spot now where it's like, 
okay, your full frame camera for let's let's talk the serious photographer because you know you're talking about a serious photographer if they're going to invest you know anywhere from three to five thousand dollars in a camera system somebody that's going to be most likely a working professional that's going to be making a living off of that camera and the, what used to be a difference of two thousand to ten thousand is now closer to thirty five hundred to four thousand versus six and that's two thousand dollars so it's totally invalid now yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you for the two card slots, but no flippy screen. <laughs> Everybody loves the flippy screen. Am I right? <laughs> yes. Fuji flip. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> so, um, Allison. Yes. You're getting this camera? Oh, my camera? gosh. Yes, of course. I, mean, I think I said everybody I knew because we were all up watching the um, the announcements last week. So we are all just like, wait, all of those, like, just give me this camera immediately because it looks like complete magic. And the 50S is my favorite, um, like, body out of all the GFXs. And so the fact that it's, like, that sort of body but without that back um section it's just like that is absolutely perfect um i love the size of it obviously with wedding photography you know as well mark like you want a smaller a smaller body that you're you know carrying all day so the fact it does look very close to um you know the x series bodies it's just amazing so i will be stalking and seeing as soon as i can get one i will definitely be getting one that is the plan so and it is just incredible yeah, yeah i'm really excited about the new film sim i love trying out that stuff i am really excited about the custom functions because i feel like you could go through the day and sort of plan and know if, okay i'm going to be shooting this part of the day inside this part of the day in a church this part of the day outside like maybe you could set up custom functions that you could just switch it like i just think there's so much room for um exciting possibilities of making you know wedding photography days a little bit easier. So I can't yeah. wait to get my hands on it. So I'm glad you mentioned the film sim, because I was going, going to be the last thing that I talked about uh, on this uh, camera. Derek, did you get to try the film sim? Like how, how are you on the, the, the film simulations on the Fuji's? That is the only film sim I used while I had the camera. <laughs> really? I Oh yeah. When I got, when I first got my hands on the classic Neg, it was an instant favorite. Yeah. And I played around with it and customized it every different way just to tweak it. And even straight out of camera, when I shoot video, I shoot video on the classic Neg. And then with the new film sim, it just it's has like this nostalgic Neg. Yeah. And it's, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I I don't believe it is based off of a Fujifilm film stock. I I think it's more just a it's just literally like what it says. It's a nostalgic it it's like amber amber tones in the shadows and it's just it just has like this warm classic feel to mm -hmm. it, which is very low in contrast. And that's the one time when I find myself not using the classic neg, which is my favorite, is it's very contrasty. Your your whites are going to be very blown, so you're going to have very hot highlights, very contrasty. The nostalgic neg still has that like filmic look to it, and it's a lot less contrasty. 
Yeah, I can't wait. So it's flattering for people, street. Yeah. It looks like the perfect film sim for me, so I'm like super excited. I mean, I'm sure they'll do a like a update on all of them eventually, but um, I can't wait. I'm very jealous. Let's put a pin in that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have thoughts on, on, on the whole film sim, uh, uh, but like the rest of the internet, the, everybody else has thoughts on that too. Um, but I'm glad that it was able to uh, to to meet your expectations. Uh, I am super curious about uh, that that style and it coming to other cameras. Now, the nostalgic negative did not make it to the XC4, right? No, it's, no, it did not. Yeah, no, this is brand new. I wonder why it didn't make it to the XC4. You know what? I wanted to see it on there, and and when I I had to look, and I'm like, really? It's not. A, I was like so sure it was going to be on there because I I got my hands on the 100s before I got my hands on the XC4. Yeah. But no. Mm-mm. So let's talk about the XC4. Um, one of the things that uh, really stood out to me is how much it is looking like the X100 series, and. In addition to that, it also is a throwback to the really cool X70, uh, the Fujifilm X70, where it was that smaller version of the X100 with that unique uh, flip-up screen. Uh, I loved that camera, uh, but according to Fuji, it wasn't a very popular camera. Um, Pour one out for that one. I I miss it. But that, that... flip screen which i really really liked on that camera is now on the xe4 um derek since you've had a chance to use it you know how, how did you like the 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 new uh the new xe4 i it when i got my hands on the camera used it for half a day i was very 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 glad that i held out i was i wanted to buy an x100v but i had the x pro 3 and I said, you know, it's like I wanted an everyday camera, but I had my X-Pro3. And then when I got the X-T4, I'm like, okay, you know, X, I'm going to treat my X-Pro3 like the X-100V. There, I didn't see enough of a difference other than the obvious screen. I mean, my X-Pro3 size-wise, I keep a 23F2 on there. It's small enough for me to be an everyday shooter. So I held off on the X-100V, fought the urge, didn't get it. Now with the X-E4, it, it, to me – it was like using a an X100V with a interchangeable lens. That's yeah. that's what I compare it to. I mean, obviously, there's a ton of differences, and God forbid you say any of this on the internet, I'll have the, the entire internet coming for me and pointing out every single difference between this and the X100V. But, you know, I, I'm not talking semantics. I'm not talking every little detail of it. It was super tiny with the with the 27 pancake on there right in my jacket pocket it's an everyday shooter the performance was amazing image quality amazing it felt just like any of my other x series cameras um i honestly in being 100 honest as as much as i love the 100s after using all of the new gear this was the one I was blown away. I think with the X100 or the GFX100S, uh, 
you expected it to be to blow the doors off. The XE4, yeah. you didn't know what you were going to get. And I think that was the biggest surprise for me out of all the new releases. I was blown away by it. And I want one of those too. So add it to my add it to my tab. <laughs> I know. It's just like, take our money. Just take all of them. <laughs> I know, just take everything. Yeah. Like, oh, it's all so good. I, I mean, it's, it's an everyday shooter. And especially paired up with that lens. I don't even like the 40 millimeter equivalent focal mm. length. But the the lens is so great, and it was such a great pairing together that it's like I I can't see myself, you know. I like having the option to interchange lenses, but I think that would be the perfect pairing, and I wouldn't want to mess with right. it. So what what's the lens that you you mentioned? It was a forty millimeter equivalent. It's, well, the, it well like... the twenty well the twenty seven so equivalent to a. I, I still speak in, in 35 millimeter equivalent terms for everything, but the 27, uh, the new 27 millimeter pancake, the F2.8. So it's, it's 35 millimeter equivalent of a 40 millimeter, which for me is as a lifelong 35 millimeter shooter, it's 40, 40 millimeters isn't bad. I don't normally shoot it. I'm not a big 50 person, but 40 uh, is doable for me. I love the, 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 50 millimeter range that is that is where i where i mostly live with uh with with my shooting um so this new lens this new pancake lens um fast is it is it noisy like the its predecessor i i keep hearing reports it's quiet it is super fast i tested it out using the Absolute. Again, I like to I like to test things out that are not the optimal way to do them because it really shows you the most. I tested it out, basically pulling focus with the touch screen. Focus, oh, okay. touch, touch far, touch close, touch far, touch close. I did it down at the Oculus at the site of the uh, World Trade Centers, where so you have a white building, not much contrast to it, and it it was fast. You know, nice. I I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to slam dunk home run autofocus test. I wanted to give it a little bit of a challenge, and it held up. And it's a two point eight f stop, so you're yep. losing the few stops of uh, light with uh, when when comparing it to like the the thirty five f two and f one point four. I yeah. think it's one point four, the the first one. Yeah, the 1.4, yep. Um, which, which to me, I mean, where we're at now with ISO performance, it's not as big of a deal. you know. And, and with IBIS coming, really coming on full force, it's another thing that puts less of, you know, and I'm again, I'm a wide open shooter. I, I shoot yeah. wide open a lot. And I don't. You know, I don't hesitate to push the ISO. So difference between an F2 and an F2.8 for me isn't it's not a deal breaker. I'm looking at other things. I'm looking at weather sealing, uh, obviously autofocus performance. I'm a big autofocus person. So autofocus yeah. has to be there and uh, weather sealing definitely has to be there for me. And so the ISO performance was, uh, it, it did its job. It was... How would you compare that to say uh, the the XT three or you know to to previous models? Uh, do you think uh, there's improvement uh, or uh, on par? 
Uh, you know, I don't really, I don't look into it super detailed. Um, and again, I, I generally, I'm a high ISO pusher. I push ISO. I'm shooting ISO 800 when most people are trying to get down to like 250. Um, yeah. I, I, I throw it in, throw all the, throw all the grain in. But I would say, you know, performance-wise, without being comparative to previous X-Series models, I would say the ISO performance, it handled it well. And I think one thing about Fujifilm's uh, digital grain is it's some of the sexiest grain that you're going to find in a digital camera. And I think that's one of the things that initially attracted me to it because I know that I shoot high ISO and there's just, there's a look there's, there is, it's not a, it's not a tagline. It's not like I'm some brand shill that is just saying, Oh, everything Fujifilm puts out is great. It is sharp when it needs to be sharp, sharp, how it needs to be sharp, but it's not, it doesn't have this clinical, sharpness to it where it doesn't look like a processed computerized sharpness and the same thing goes for the grain and and you know i do i print a lot of 13 by 19 and i actually did 13 by 19 uh prints with all the new gear just to see like hey if i don't care how it looks on an instagram page i want to see how it looks when i print it yeah everything you know you couldn't tell if i showed you a print with the xt4 and the 50 f1 or the uh, you know XE4 with the 27 millimeter. Obviously, the physics of the lenses aside, quality-wise, probably wouldn't even be able to tell which is which. Yeah. And to to your point, I do love also pushing the um, ISO performance, uh, especially during uh, for for me personally wedding receptions where you have uh you know back in, back in the before times when people did that thing called yeah. dancing um, yeah. <laughs> they they would uh you you would have that you, you play with play with the 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 movement blur or 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 play with just uh you know crazy poses and uh, you know crazy colors in the background just letting that shutter drag a little bit and sometimes w- w- when you have other settings you know get that high iso up there to give it that nice clack i mean yeah there there is that feeling that the noise just feels so much like classic grain when when you combine it with the film simulations uh it, it really gives that noise such character that that it almost uh they could you could allow it to to live within the photo and uh be part of the artistic uh expression um so i'm i'm in that camp too (laughs) (laughs) awesome uh that being said uh noise performance a-okay on the xc4 yes yes the noise performance gets the derek stamp of approval and size wise how, how does it feel in the hands? Because one of the things that I love Fuji to to the moon and back, but the one thing that I've never been able to um, get comfortable with is that ergonomic is always just a tiny bit off for me. And the way I compensate for that is 
by putting on an L bracket and that just that little extra grip uh, fits my uh, needs uh, as far as like holding the camera. Uh, how, how does this feel to you? Because this one looks like it's, it's tiny than small. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely tiny. Now I did shoot it with the, they, they it comes with, it has a couple options that it, are available for it. And one of them is being a hand grip hand grip was great. Um, it provided me enough. Now I still had I big hands, so I probably had one, two fingers hanging off of it. Um, and the thumb rest is one of the best thumb rests I've used. And I say this because it fits with the ergonomics of the camera and the layout where I've, I've used some thumb rests on certain bodies and there might be a, a function button on top that isn't easily accessible because of the thumb rest or the thumb rest kind of just gets in the way. You, when using the XE4 with the thumb rest and the hand grip, it was, for me, it's, I would have to have both of those on it to make it, to make it a super comfortable daily shooter for me. It doesn't it add too much size. Thumb rest that Fuji makes. It's not like a generic thumb rest. Yeah. So yeah. So they have a. There's a couple accessories. There's like a leather case that they offer as well. Um, but the thumb rest, thumb rest, and the hand grip are definites for me. Like w- when I get the camera, it's not an if. I'm, I'm getting the camera. Uh, <laughs> I need the. I need to get it with the grip and the thumb rest. But yeah, without those, it is for my hand size. Now, if you don't, if you have, you know, smaller hands, medium sized hands. I don't think it's too much of an issue, but it is a very rectangular body. So it's not, it's not probably the most comfortable uh, design. You know, I, I like having a little bit out, a little bit of a grip. Now the XS10 had like that XH1 style grip, which I love because yeah. you could still make a camera small and light and have just a little bit of a grip there. I don't you, know. I, I'd like to see a little something. Agreed. Um, again, like everything I own, I order an L bracket with anyway. So that's that's probably where I'll go um, if I get this camera. Um, is, it the, so, is it the same size as the, the XE3? Are they the same size? I believe it is the same size. Um, they changed the body's a little mm. different. Like the XE three, the XE three had like a little bevel on the front edge. They squared it up a little bit, um, cleaned it up. It's a little more minimalist. They took away some buttons, moved some stuff around. So, like I was saying before, with the with the one hundred S, where you know I like a lot of buttons and a lot of functions, it's stripped down a little mm. more. Um, and again, and one I, of the buttons that they got rid of is the the, the Q button too, right? I think it the Q button it moved. It had the um, so you had the old up on the top. You had like the little auto switch. Yeah. So it was the auto switch is gone? The oh, Q I see button, it. The Q button moved up. So the Q button moved. They took out. I think it was the AFL button is now a dual uh, AEL AFL button. The Q button moved up, and they got rid of the auto switch up on the top there. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I thought they got rid of the Q button entirely. That that was now programmable, but 
I, <laughs> I would have I would have loved to see it. I mean, you got enough real estate there to to sneak in. Again, I'm like a freak for these function <laughs> buttons. If I could have gotten two more function buttons on the back, just it's when you're holding it, it's right there. Your thumb goes right to it. If I can just boom, change something, boom, change something. Um, yep. I would have been so good. used to it being in the thumb position now. Yeah, I I need that. I I like that customization, and I think even on a camera like this, that this is a camera that isn't just a beginner camera. This is a camera that's an everyday camera for a professional shooter who wants a light option. I mean, that's how that's how I would buy it. That's how I would you know see it as used, and it can go across you know across the the uh, the field for you know anybody who's just starting out or somebody who you know, it doesn't want to bring out their three, four thousand dollar camera on an everyday basis. Yeah. Flippy screen. How did you like that? I'll be honest. I I don't need it to flip 180 degrees. I get it that everybody everybody has a camera that is geared towards. I mean, we're we're a society of selfies and uh, content creators, influencers. It worked good. I tried it out. I tested it, you know, taking a mm-hmm. selfie. I, I, I'm, I have a horrible selfie face, but the camera did its job. I didn't hold up my <laughs> end of the bargain, but the camera did. But, um, I like the simple Fuji flip. I got to be honest. Like, I just need a little bit of a tilt. I don't need it to fully articulate. Uh, not a big fan of the – that's the one thing on the X-T4 that I don't like is I don't like to tilt my screen. I have to flip it out to the side and then – Whenever I look at a screen that's flipped out to the side, I feel like everything is 45 degrees tilted. Like I can't get anything straight. I don't know if it's me or, you know, or what, but same thing with this. Like I don't need, I don't need to flip all the way up. I think I would have been good with just a little little Fuji tilt. I like taking selfies with my wife. That's it. (laughs) That's what I loved with the XE. uh, What is it? The X70. Um, it was the only time I got to play with it. I rented it for my birthday and my wife and I went to, uh, the museum of fine arts in Boston. Um, and and we just did selfies the the whole time. Let's do a selfie in front of this. Let's do a selfie in front of that. It's, uh, it, it was fun. I liked it. That, I mean, no, nothing useful as far as like actual work photography. It, that was just my uh, screw around with camera and, and just seeing that on the XC4 just brings back so many happy memories. Definitely. That's probably what I'll use it for. <laughs> <laughs> and to make everybody happy on the internet, I'll probably use it as my landscape photography camera. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll throw a huge massive lens onto onto the front of it. There you go. You got to get a 100 400 slap it on the front of it. Yeah. Um so what was the last lens that they they had the the zoom I I forget the focal length on that the one. The XF 70 to 300 <laughs> F4 to F5.6 RWROISLM. That is what I'll put on the XE4. There you go. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful lens beautiful that that again one of my favorites and what is that i uh, like just 
ideal for bird watching any anything that you need to get telescopic view it for. is it's so light and for for the the price the price points right it's one of those i think everybody regardless of what you shoot everybody should have a telephoto zoom in their kit cuz you never know when you're going to when you're going to need it they're fun to play with you get bored of the typical stuff that you shoot every day this is yes for the the landscape bird watcher types again i took it and i shot street at night at obviously the 70 millimeter end of it and it was it was doable it actually performed really well i i put it on the xt4 and with the stabilization on the xt4 i was able to get some pretty cool street shots at night with it blew it it impressed me but i just the fact that it's super light, the optics are there. I, I was going to pull the trigger on a 100 to 400, and I, I got talked out of it, and I'm glad I didn't buy it because this is something now that's cheaper than the 100 to 400, and it's yeah. perfect. It's way lighter. I mean, I carried it around. I think I had it around my neck for 10 hours, and wasn't bad at all. Super, super light. And the stabilization uh, on this. Stabilization on it. I, the one thing that I really, really love with this, and anybody who shoots telephoto, super telephoto lenses, when you get those heavy lenses with the big elements, the heavy elements, and you zoom all the way in, and it, it's almost like a little lag time. You have to let everything kind of settle and... It's like these like military sharpshooters. Like everything seems to move when you're at like the 300, 400, and and up um, focal length. You have to let the it kind of settle in. This lens settled in very quick. I mean, I tested it out a couple times, uh, going from 70 to 300 really quick, and trying to lock in focus and seeing if I can get something. And it was pretty quick. Holy shit! This is only 800 dollars. Yeah. Oh man, I I, <laughs> I thought this was more. No, that's why I said for the price, it's like it totally. If this look, if this lens was either expensive, heavy, or just wasn't like eh, like you know, eh, kind of mediocre performance, I wouldn't say. And again, I hate to come on here and act like every you know everything is so great. This guy's full of it. It, it look, I mean, I was blown away. Everything was, and this held up right alongside the other gear. No, this is this this changes everything. Um, God, uh, you know what? Actually, thank you, COVID, because I'm not spending money right now. <laughs> um, got, a, got lens yeah. money tucked away. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean. I didn't mean to hear. All right, it, it's it's horrible. It's, Worst lens I ever used. It's too late. You've already planted it. I've already been incepted. <laughs> Don't go look that, at my my completely in the dark images that were perfectly sharp. Don't do not go look at them. I saw them and they were beautiful. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, you know what? I'll have to buy this for my wife. Yeah, there you go. Too. That's that's how to avoid buyer's remorse. There you go. Because she has bird feeders outside, and this is a way for her oh, to see the birds. Yeah, there you go. 
Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> well, and it is, it's, and it's compatible with the teleconverters. Just saying. Yep, and now I have to buy yeah. the camera too. <laughs> it's a nice match. It's a nice light combination. Yeah, I'll just have to buy her an X XC4 as well. Um, <laughs> man, I hope weddings pick up soon. <laughs> Uh, so if you have an order to, to get this all, cause we, we've all just sat here and talked about what we're going to get, um, Allison, you know, what, what is on your priority shopping list when it comes to the, the, this well, I mean, definitely that 80 is uh, the missing link for me, but uh, I think it goes, it's a couple with that 100 S. So I'm just needing, um, the camera for sure to kind of live with my 80 and they'll be a very happy little family. Although I do love that pancake lens because I don't know about you, but I sometimes um, carry around a third camera if I'm feeling crazy and I love kind of a pancake lens kind of shooting at the hip. Nobody's really paying attention to me. I kind of love that um, style at weddings. So that one's on my radar as well. I have the X-E3 and I, I do really enjoy that lens or, you know, that camera, but I have the 100 V and for me there's something very freeing about not picking a lens focal length and just kind of picking up that camera and heading out the door so I'm saying 80 and 100 they're together and and then the pancake lens nice and how about you Derek I the GFX 100s <laughs> is definitely top, top of the list I mean not I don't have an I don't have a medium format so this made it made me really, really, really want to. You know, I haven't shot medium format in quite a while, so it made me want to go back into medium format. Obviously, I need a lens to pair it with in that 80. You know, it's funny. I, I questioned this before about. You know, I knew I was going to go medium format one day, and I'm like, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen on on the Fujifilm system. And then my problem was which lens mm -hmm. to pick. You know, the 80 yeah. solved that. Now I know. I already know 80s. It's perfect. I can do I can do a little bit of everything with it. Sold um, the 70 to 300. Since I do not have a, a super telephoto option, and that is like my secret obsession is telephotos. Even though I'm a wide shooter, I know everyone when they're like, Wait, you like tele love telephotos, um, but and I don't have one, so that would be next. The pancake after that, and even though the XE4 was like my my stunner, you know, shocker pick out of the entire bunch. Uh, that would be that's last on my list. I, I would just have to need a little more justification. You know, I got I got a couple camera bodies, so that Derek, would come did last. you print anything when? Because I know you've been printing at home. Did you print anything with that one hundred? Was it? Like I did. Amazing. What did you print? It is beyond amazing. I actually did a couple prints with it. And I'll have to show you. I mean, I'll, I'll have to take a video for you there. I'll take a video for you and, and show you. I mean, it's it's crazy. <laughs> wallpaper? That's not wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, if I, I need to get a couple more free sample packs from Hanamula, and maybe I can, can wallpaper <laughs> over here. But it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, like I said... I, I'm not, a, I, I don't really zoom in often. And I'm one of those people, it's like, don't be a pixel peeker. And the content of the image is more important. And you guys, 
I'm opening up here as if nobody else is going to listen to this, right? Um, and and I, I was zooming in on everything. I was like zooming in and taking pictures at like 200% magnification. I'm like, holy crap, it's still like still clear. But you got to look at it. Like you have to. You don't, hard. Who shoots 102 <laughs> megapixels and doesn't zoom in? Yeah, that's so awesome. I can't wait to see your prints. Eventually, I'm going to get to New York City and we can do a photo walk. That'd be so fun. Yes, we got to get yeah. Allison in the streets. That's what, yep. that's what we need. I think so. Once it gets a little less snowy, we'll drive down. Yeah, it's a little, little, little dirty up here now. I was telling Allison, we were talking about the lens, and it's like everything she shot with it was like gold. And she shot such versatile content. Everything's different. But And I'm like... Your wedding photos just blew me out of the water. Like, it is... Like it is everything that I want my work to look like, um, and like Thanks, there's just something about that lens that. Well, first of all, the the talent no, goes to you. All the lens. Your composition and your use of what the lens can do is just amazing because. You're able to, it's basically using the 85 millimeter power, like that bokeh background and, and, you know, that that kind of ability of that focal length, but using it in a 50 millimeter fashion. Um, And so that way you can incorporate a lot more of the background, but keep your subjects very isolated from it by using that blur. And it just looked spectacular, especially in some of the locations that you were in, like the the woodland area for the family portraits. Uh, the the I mean the uh, I think you you shot a, a model uh, as well, like like just the the expression on her face, and I mean you guys were having a blast. That, that's clearly obvious because the laughter looked completely genuine. Um, I mean, just anybody who's not following you on Instagram has to follow you on Instagram right now uh, to check it out. You're very kind. Thank both of you. But um, yeah, that lens is absolutely amazing. And I think that's what I loved so much about it is I sort of happened to accidentally have a wedding over that time, which is unusual with everything going on. And so it was so eye-opening to be like, I can just shoot all this ambient light, I can capture those sun setting in winter, which is so beautiful with my couple. And it's just the fall off is so magical. I love the front bokeh where you get like that swirl in like the bottom corner. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I feel like I had been missing yes. that with the 110. Um, and then it's just the 80, you know, and I shot these little girls sitting in this field. And I got all of that swirl in the front. And I was just like, you know, super nerding out like super so excited the heavens opened up and sang i don't know it was just like this just felt like the perfect companion for anybody who was like i really want that medium format look i really want um you know a 1.7 aperture it was just it really was great and i shot a lot of food photography i had um a couple assignments for a magazine that i was going out and shooting like portraits of a chef and dishes that he was making and i was like i'm only taking my 80 
I'm not going to take my big tip. I'm, I'm just going to go with what I've got. And I was able to do everything with that lens, which is amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, it, you know, what more can you ask for? It really is. And being, able, being yes. able to crop down, you still had enough. You have that beautiful mm-hmm. fall off that you normally, like you said, you, you know, it's like normally you get that fall off. You put when you get a little further to like portrait depth. But you can crop down an image on the 80, and it still has it has the feel like you shot it more on like an 85 millimeter, uh, you know, like a equivalent 85 mm-hmm. millimeter length, and that's that's like the that's one of the biggest benefits that I saw, just medium format in general. When a lot of people say, "Why do you need the, the megapixels?" You know, sometimes you need to crop down, and you can crop down heavily, and with that 80. There were times when I took a portrait and I could take, I had the option of taking like a half or three quarter mm-hmm. body portrait and cropping it down to a headshot. And it was yeah. still. I know it's insane. Quality. I mean, and it was so fast. I shot a um, baptism randomly um, for one of my friends who had a baby during COVID and they were dunking the baby and I did it like three times. And I was, I didn't realize when it was, you know, I wasn't like, to- I don't really shoot a lot of baptisms or attend them. So I was like, not knowing what was going to happen when and like, you know, weddings and they dunked the baby in the water and they brought him back up and then they did it again. And like, I was able to easily focus and it was tack sharp, like kind of like not knowing, right? Like if you were shooting a wedding and you didn't know they were going to do the, whatever the kiss or the ring exchange, it was sort of that same sort of feeling of not knowing what exactly I was shooting, but luckily my camera and my lens saved me. I was using the 100 and the, uh, the 80 and I was able to catch it because I think that's kind of important in the baptism album. So that tack sharpness, that, that's something that has me curious because the, the lens is, what was it? A uh, 1.7. Um, 1.7. 1. 1. You would imagine that that's for a medium format, like your, your, your plane of focus would be, really small <laughs> the judging yeah. you know ju- just you know sensor size lens uh, and, and optics uh, that was never an issue like you would hit a focus but not everything is in focus i mean i would i definitely take advantage of the like the right or left eye focus right like uh, so i definitely would use that yeah. i mean sometimes you'll catch something else but most of the time it's got the eye exactly in focus and the rest of it is just beautiful fall off um, I did some portraits of my friend Dallas and like her eyes are just like glowing completely tack sharp, but like everything from like the cheekbone past, like her shoulders are just this like gorgeous out of focus look and everything sort of in front of hers and in focus. It's just like exactly what I've sort of been looking for. I mean, it's a style I suppose, but I am all about it. And, um, yeah. and I think with wedding photography, when you're trying to make things look dreamy and, you know. Um, beautiful. It really is like that just missing piece. I love, um, I mean, will my 110 come out and play anymore? I'm not sure. I guess it depends on what scenario <laughs> I'm in. I mean, and that lens is amazing. I've been using it since it came out and um, it's always been my favorite, but this 80 is sort of like honestly never leaving my camera. I can use it for every scenario. Yeah. Your 
one ten is what your second photographer yeah, is exactly. going to use. <laughs> so definitely using that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so the last thing I wanted to kind of talk about, uh, you know, we, the cameras are awesome. You know, hooray Fuji, awesome job, and, and I can't wait to see what what else they come out with next. Uh, but in the meantime, what do you think of the the whole thing about uh, the the new film sims? It feels like this round of uh, the, like this generation has been very slow to share the fun. Like the XE three, which is my primary camera received like a major autofocus boost, which in and of itself is super great. Thank you <laughs> very much. Um, because now it's, it's pretty much on par with the XE4 m- minus a few uh, bells and whistles, but they're not sharing the film sims. And, and that has a lot of people flustered, which is like, like everyone's fighting over the icing on the cake, but Man, that icing on the cake is really good. <laughs> well, how how do you feel about that? Like, do you do you think that eventually, like the the nostalgic negative and uh, the the uh, other film sims are are going to kind of trickle down? Or I, mean, I feel like they will. I mean, I, the what was the other one? Like Bleach, that was only on the one hundred, but now you can get it on the XC four, right? Um, I mean, I feel like eventually they will definitely, I mean, they're always upgrading through firmware and things. I feel like Fujifilm is always looking out for the photographer, right? Like as a company. So I feel like it will. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, the autofocus um, firmware update to the X-T3 and it came Oh, you know, obviously we've had the XT4 for a while now, and then it comes through. So, I mean, there's also there's the business end of it. Number one, yeah. where you look at what you look at. I I have a friend who literally bought upgraded his camera. He wasn't even a Fujifilm shooter, and from him using my X Pro Three every time we'd go out shooting. He didn't take it off the classic neg, and he literally went out and bought the X100V for the classic neg. And it's just just people that that they want that the colors that bad, they want the film simulations that bad. It, no matter how good you are, I think I'm pretty good in post processing and pretty good with color grading, but I don't have eighty something years of color signs behind right. me, so it's easier to just trust the people who do it best and they do it best. And and I think when you know that you do it best and you know that people will upgrade because there might not be a firmware update to get a coveted film simulation on an older camera, there's a little bit of a business aspect to it. You know, if you say, Hey, we're not giving you, we're not giving you that classic neg. We're not giving you that nostalgic neg. But if you upgrade your XE3 to, you know, this, you can get it. So, I don't know. I think Allison's right in the sense that they do. If there ever was a brand that cares about the creatives and the people that use their products, this is yeah. this is the brand. 
I think they, they do listen. They are about the process. They, they want to know what makes us want to pick up a camera mm-hmm. and shoot. And that is one of the things is the color. I mean, you hear when you hear Fujifilm, but it's one of the first things people mention is the color science. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I'm I guess I'm I'm Humpty Dumpty sitting on the wall right now. I don't know which <laughs> way I'm gonna tip. You know, do, do they do they offer you know the nostalgic neg in a firmware update, or do they say bust out the wallet upgrade? Yeah, I don't know. That's a heck of a upgrade. I mean, granted, yes. It has become cheaper, the 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 medium format, but it's still yeah. gonna stick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You might need to put put away a couple couple shekels to uh to make that one happen. But I mean, there's so much else there to to consider. You know that the nostalgic neg is just like the icing I'm so on the excited cake. about it that I just. I can't wait to try that out because I just feel like everything I've seen with it, like Derek, your work has been unbelievable. Everything I've seen that anyone else has tried. I'm just like, this film sim feels like complete perfection to me. So we'll see. I'm really excited. Yeah. And for, I shoot JPEG straight out of camera for the most part. So I, I love when I can, you know, I took the nostalgic neg and tweaked it a little bit in camera and got exactly what I wanted. And yeah, beautiful. I do think there's one thing we haven't talked about, which I feel like we should, which is the amazing commercials. I suppose you could use the word commercials that they've been creating. Like, did everybody watch that really fun um, one they did about like the rumors? Those were amazing. Yeah. And like, wait, which oh which was your all favorite? Right, so I really loved the one where the dad is talking about how he's like totally screwed up all of his kids uh memories like i loved that one and then i loved this recent one where they were like it was a data breach or whatever i thought that was so good oh yeah yeah that that was my favorite on these do you know no uh, this this time around i have not seen them yet uh for whatever reason um I, i just haven't looked at them yet it Part of it is because I've been working on my studio here at home. Um, I have uh, I, I have my X, XT3 as my, my my new webcam recording device. Uh, I gave it a rear view nice. mirror <laughs> <laughs> to to help me out. So I've been yeah. busy with that. Um, but oh my god, like I I think I've seen a few of the like the the mini documentary stuff that mm-hmm. they, they normally do. Um, but I haven't seen a lot of that. So I didn't spend any time looking any further, but now that everybody's raving <laughs> about it, I'll, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. yeah they're so fun. And just like, they'll make you laugh. Um, they're on their Instagram, I think is their main spot, but yeah, it's just a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I'll check it out. I'm curious now. Right on. So, wow, this was fun. Uh, I, I had a lot of time just geeking out over how you all used the the, the new gear. And uh, let's tell everybody where they could find, where they could see your work, how you used it, and, um, and so much more. 
Uh, Allison, oh, tell thanks. the world about um, um, So, yeah, you can find me at allisonconklin.com. There's one L in Allison. And my Instagram, which is just at Allison Conklin. Um, yeah, so you can follow along there too. So, it's really thanks so much for having us on. And I could literally talk about the 80 and also listen to Derek talk about everything that he's been doing all day. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the last conversation we had just uh, uh, the way we used gear for wedding photography was I, I got a lot of complaints <laughs> because I <laughs> <laughs> it is very seldom that I can like sit down and like really really fight like get get into the nitty gritty about like how, how the craft is done and like and, and so I had a lot of fun, um, <laughs> but I went too far. <laughs> uh, I make no apologies, though. It, it was fun. That was that was that was yeah, that no, episode was for me. Good. <laughs> but Allison, your work is phenomenal, and everybody should check it out. If you're into great portraits, if you if you love seeing great wedding photos, or if you love seeing great Danes do yes. fun stuff, that's the stuff to look at and, and all on your Instagram and, and, and site. And you, you got to make uh, a book on the, those uh, pups, uh, all this stuff, because I would probably buy that as soon as I get it. Well, thanks. Yeah. It's funny. Cause that 160 great Dane pound dog is afraid of the snow so he refuses to go outside right now because we have about three feet of it outside our front door so it's good times here but yeah it's lots of fun so that snow comes to his what ankles Uh, his his little (laughs) toe it kind of hits him on so yeah (laughs) (laughs) and Derek where can people find you on the web they can find me at likeamachine.com, and machine is M-A-C-H-E-E-N, and on Instagram at likeamachine as well. Dude, epic website name. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Um, and everybody should check out your work. Again, you, right. it, it is phenomenal. It is uh, – everybody will get to see just – how you how badass you were with this new gear and and so much more because all of your work is just amazing and uh everybody go check them out uh and i am so looking forward to having you back on the show very soon yes about you and your work and you know take it to the streets baby There you There's go, man. Nobody better than Derek. And like, if you follow, if you go back and look at his feed when everything was like starting in March, all of his street stuff is so um, powerful. So his words are so good. I, I know. I love Derek. Thank you. <laughs> I can like hear you rolling your eyes at me, but it's so true. Nah, we 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 talk and it's like yeah. neither of us can take compliments. So Allison would be like, "Oh my god, I love your work," and I'd be like, "Yeah, but did you see your work?" And it's like, just no matter what you, sh- I love it. The, the, it's oh, just that's, that's just the nature of creatives. Yeah. Oh, my work's god. okay. Better <laughs> <laughs> than average. What's the cliche? The cliche. I'm just the guy no, with a camera. I push a no button. Way. 
Look, Mark, you got to promise me after I after whenever it happens, after I bring Allison out in the streets, you have to bring her back on and and I want a full full synopsis of Allison's time in the streets. I, I want to be there for that. Oh, dude, <laughs> let's make it happen. Let's do it. When the world gets back to normal. There we go. Whatever is close when the world, enough. To- <laughs> when the world puts yep. the walker down. There we go. There you go. We, I, I will be there. Um, awesome. Right on. Excellent. Thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, we hope everybody enjoyed our uh, little informal conversation on the new gear. And we'll, you know, we'll bring everybody back sometime soon. Uh, Allison, we got to get you back on the show to, to talk about round two of what you've been up to and uh, all that fun stuff. And Derek, we'll see you very soon. Uh, thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank so you. Fun. Looking forward.